0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out 279. Unfortunately, this past week, uh, the world lost a tremendous uh, athlete in Muhammad Ali. Cassius Clay passed away. uh, Yeah, very, very sad. Uh, He stuck
1: true to being a fighter, a champion, and the greatest. I mean, he battled Parkinson's disease for so long, and he has become just such a prominent figure in uh not
0: just this not just sports but the entire world yeah, and uh, Muhammad Ali actually blew up because he saw gorgeous George had a wrestling event and basically did what he was doing, said I'm the greatest, I could defeat you." And that went on, that inspired so many other generations of boxers and And he also, he backed wrestlers. up.
1: Everything that he said, he backed up. Yeah, definitely. He's one of the most, he's pro- he is the most legendary boxer. So.
0: Yeah, probably. And uh, we definitely, our condolences go out to his family and everyone that knew him. And we'd like to pay tribute to him with a 10 bell salute. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Markin' Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. This is episode 279. Check us out, markinout.com. Also, feel free to purchase some t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com slash markinout. If you're in the mood to watch some YouTube videos and you haven't already checked ours out, hit up Markin Out. I mean, well, you can hit up markinout.com and, uh... Go yeah to, you, you can do it go to the video section or you could go to youtube.com slash marking out 11 uh, feel free to like us on Facebook facebook.com slash marking out yeah well, feel free to comment whatever let us know how your days going yeah we'll converse with you uh, marking out on Twitter bttG161 on Twitter Dave the rave underscore mo on Twitter uh, Google Play brand new stitcher radio iTunes.
1: Were you able to get that up
0: and going? Um, yeah, it's on. It's every, you just got to go to Google Play and type in "marking Out, and we're there. Very cool. But as you could hear, I am uh, one of your hosts, Brandon. I already said where you could follow me. <laughs> um, also joined here, not in studio this week, with Dave. You could f- already told you where you could follow him. <laughs> How are you doing, Dave? I am doing very, very good.
1: Um, yeah, it's, the weather is amazing right now. Yeah I, I love it. I thought it was gonna be really bad weather, but it's not.
0: Yeah, it's uh right. it's what, seventy-five degrees here? I I don't know. I actually do not know. Well, right now for me I know it's seventy-five degrees here.
1: Man, it's very sunny up here too, near Albany. But more important than me. I mean, come on, let's be honest here. It's the truth.
0: Brandon, how are
1: you doing?
0: I am doing awesome as Always. Uh, How was your week? My week was good. It was fun. Yeah? Yeah, not fun, but fine, I should say, I guess. Um, but why? Yeah, I mean, on Tuesday I went to Sagamore Hill on Long Island. It's uh, the birthplace of, or not the, is it the birthplace? The uh, resting place? Yeah, that's the place where he passed away. It's not the birthplace. Oh. of Of uh, Theodore Roosevelt's very
1: very cool. What what did you do there?
0: Uh well, they have a $10 tour that you could go around they they take you on a guided tour through his house. Uh uh-huh. so we did that. That's cool. Went through, went through his house and uh a piece of it fell while we were there. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Good thing nobody got hurt. It was I think it was like the the storm shutter on the outside of the house. Wait, oh, hey. Yeah. But I mean the cool. house the house is old as anything, so yeah, but it's cool that it's like, that's it's like the weirdest thing. Also, it's like that's where he that's that's where he's dead. He died yeah. there, and <laughs> that's where he's dead. Yeah, I mean, and then like that, like he lived there. So, yeah, it's
1: um, always very. I feel like these are the things that, as we get older, we appreciate a lot more than when we were younger uh, kids. I
0: don't know about that. I always I always enjoyed history. I never, I, enjoyed, I, I never enjoyed walking much, but you still don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I never enjoyed walking much, but history, I, I'm, I'm down to learn. I don't know.
1: I definitely would not mind going back to like Virginia, Gettysburg, all of those places just to um, re see the sites that I've, I've once seen.
0: Yeah. Especially like, now that I can have a larger appreciation for it. It's like I, I like going to Philadelphia because it's. I, I think I've only been there twice. But it's, it's, like, just to see, like, this, this building is famous. It's got so much history in it. Here's the Liberty Bell right here. And, and even more so, like, on Sag- Sagamore Hill, they have, like, a museum and everything. They have um, a museum that's free that you can just go anytime you want, when, as long as it's open, I guess. But, like, they have stuff that he used. Like, uh-huh. they, there was a, a stuff that he used on, like, safari. Like, um, medicines and stuff. That's very cool. I guess there was, like, an old medicine pack, like, take this in case of, and each thing had, like, diarrhea or nausea, stuff like that, and it's, like, powder form. I guess you would mix it with water or something. Yeah. I don't know what any of that stuff is, but, like, they and then they have stuff like his swords, his hats, his outfits that he wore. That's still pretty interesting. I mean... A ton of the animals that he killed. (laughs) yeah and and it's it's like so it's also so creepy because it's like you're walking into somebody's house that was I don't know when the last time it was lived in but like there's like children's rooms with like dolls from that era yeah just and and a a tricycle sitting in the random in the middle of the room that's like horror movie things like that's that's creepy
1: yeah it's really creepy yeah Uh, it's kind of uncomfortable creepy yeah, i mean it kinda was. But Yeah, especially I, with that new conjury movie that's out there. It's kind of just I don't know.
0: Well I'm well is Here. that based in like olden times? I don't know.
1: No, oh, I I think that's from like the eighties? Maybe seventies, eighties? Yeah. But if I'm you're if you're sure. a,
0: if you're a fan of history, I would it's definitely it's Long Island. It's a quick place to check out. Mm. There's a uh a beach area that you could walk to Uh uh-huh the woman was like oh yeah it's it's like a 10 minute walk or maybe 15 minute walk i was like so like a 30 minute walk like i i saw the the map from where the museum was to the beach i was like i'm not i don't need to go to a beach there but yeah and then we ended up we went across the street to his grave site okay and how was that what does that mean (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, like, I mean, was it an old, like, I mean, compared to like, we went to Salem, like that, those, that cemetery, how was this cemetery? Was it? This cemetery had people in like recently-ish, not recent, recent, but. it's, but it's a up, um, it's, I don't want to say up to date, but it's uh, current. It's not no, like. No,
0: I don't think, I don't think people are still being buried in there, but it was like. It was like eighteen hundreds to nineteen forties, maybe nineteen sixty even. Uh-huh. but yeah, his his and uh, him and his wife are buried in the same grave. I guess I don't know. If that that's probably not the same grave, but it's the same exact spot where there's just yeah. like one plaque for them. Together. Okay, so they're probably, they're probably side by side. Yeah, and it's fenced, side by it's, side by side. it's fenced off and there's like flowers and everything growing over him, yeah. so.
1: Huh. You would think that he would have like, I don't know, be in D.C. or something, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's where he, I mean, I guess it does make sense that he's there, since that was his home, though.
0: Yeah.
1: Alright, uh, anything else? Anything else that's going on, or do you want to just get onto some Monday Night Raw? Well, how was your week? (laughs) My week was actually really well. Uh, Went by very quickly. Um, I don't know. I guess it was all right.
0: You were were invited, which is very, very rare. Very, very, very rare. Okay, tell
1: the story, yes.
0: (laughs) You know, I mean, because you were invited to go to the beach, which I never do. Yes, yes. And then you just were like, "Eh, I'm not going to go to the beach.
1: Um, I was asked when the person, a.k.a. Brandon, knew I was actually busy.
0: You weren't busy. What were you busy with? When did you ask me? uh, Not Tuesday. What were you doing Wednesday? Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday you worked, right? Till three.
1: No. I was doing uh, yard work for a while.
0: I don't know, whenever it was, you were you denied it and uh, well it rained on Wednesday anyway, so <laughs> Well talking about rains, let's get on to
1: some Monday Night Raw.
0: Yeah, Monday Night Raw kicked off with uh Dean Ambrose in the middle of his entrance coming down, and uh we then see that every single participant in the Money in the Bank ladder match are atop of ladders.
1: Is this where they got that Y2J? uh, picture.
0: Well, well, where he's posted all
1: over Facebook with him with his legs crossed.
0: Yeah. That's from that. But like, for whatever reason, it started back with the, the extreme rules match, the Ambrose asylum, Uh, which we were, I think we were promised that for SmackDown, which didn't happen. But yeah, so they, they all basically, they were on top of the ladders, making fun of each other. And then, uh, Ambrose got down off of his, climbed up Jericho's. That started a brawl. Teddy Long made, holla, an, holla, holla. made an appearance and uh, spoke about how he wants to become the SmackDown general manager. And said he'd make a bunch of matches, this and that. Stephanie McMahon came out and she goes, what are you doing here? Like, you don't, you don't work here. And uh, basically told him to leave. And uh, he was like, "I want, I want to speak to Shane. I'm good, and I don't need to speak to you." And she goes, "Well, Shane's on vacation, so you you need to leave."
1: Yeah. What did you think of that?
0: About Shane not being there?
1: Well, no, with the entire tag along. Then she was just like, "And don't play his music." Like, what? What do you think of this segment? I didn't. I don't know. I didn't have a problem with it. I don't know. I go back and forth because this guy is a legend. And I was just like, I, you make him out to be like, I mean, I guess he is a joke, though.
0: It's funny. Well, I, you, it's funny because the, the whole time when I was watching that segment, I was just thinking, like, it's so weird how he went from being a manager to a referee and then to a SmackDown general manager.
1: Yeah, he definitely, uh, I don't know how to say, worked his way from the bottom up. But he's always... Ha- I don't think
0: bottom-up. I mean, he managed the legendary tag team, so... Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, because he kind of started at the top. Yeah, but I was fine... It's just unfortunate so now that he's, like, a joke. I was fine with it, though. I mean, it was great to see Teddy Long back. Yeah, I guess so. It was a nice surprise. Yeah, but Stephanie set up singles matches for everyone in the Money in the Bank match. Uh, which led to the first match of the night that being Cesaro taking on and defeating Chris Jericho um, it was a good match I liked all the reversals in this match
1: I agree with you I was a huge fan of that there was one point where uh, Cesaro uh, what did he do he rocked Y2J with the European upper cup when Y2J went for that rebound drop kick yeah
0: um,
1: you know what I mean that yeah. rebound drop, yeah, he rocked him with that European uppercut. Just it was a nice
0: everything flowed well. I liked when uh, Cesaro was was um, doing the swing and Jericho reversed that into like a, a into the pin. Uh, yeah,
1: completely.
0: and then and then Cesaro reversed the walls of Jericho into the swing and yep. then locked on the sharpshooter to win. So, but it's yeah. like it's funny because it was... it's like matches like this with Chris Jericho, I don't mind, but then. I... I think
1: that his matches recently have been very good. I just I'm not a fan yeah, of it's, uh,
0: gimmick matches. But it's like when you fast forward to SmackDown and he's got you got Chris Jericho versus Dean Ambrose. I'm tired of that. I don't. I don't yeah,
1: I agree. I agree. The entire um, Jericho Ambrose has to be chilled out a little bit. But even still, I'm. Still a fan of whatever Jericho is putting on. I just don't like the gimmick match, especially um Well, this is leading to a Am- gimmick. I know, that's the thing. That's this is still a gimmick match, but I mean like the no DQ versus Ambrose, that I'm Adam over. But TL the Money in the Bank is completely a different ball game cuz that's always you have your spots. It's usually very smart the way that the spots go. Um, yeah, but it's I'm looking forward to it.
0: Mm. Up next, we had Rusev defeating Jack Swagger by countout. Um, Titus O'Neil was out here on commentary, but I mean, this yeah, match. nothing.
1: I mean, nothing really to note here. I mean, Swagger
0: um, again this week held his own. Yeah, I, I, what do you think about that? I mean, that's it's that's like the thing. Like it's just it's weird for me. I mean, because you want to. Build up Rusev to be this strong dude, but here he is getting cut down by swagger. Yeah, swagger
1: hasn't been prominent since what four years ago when he got busted. I wouldn't say four years ago. What what,
0: four years ago, yeah, it's right. I mean, he are we like, are you completely taking away the real Americans and everything?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't, well, I mean, the real Americans, I mean. How long ago was that? That wasn't recent. I mean, it was like somewhat recent. I mean, that's the thing. i was saying four years ago when he got busted for marijuana. But was it the Real Americans a while ago already? Maybe 2015.
0: That's last year. Right. I don't know. No, it was longer than that. 2014 maybe? I don't know. But Uh, at, at one point during the match, Rusev and Jack Swagger both ran into each other outside the ring. And uh, they got up at, like, the count of eight. Rusev pushed Jack Swagger into Titus O'Neil. He got back in the ring. Swagger did not. But uh, after Rusev won, Swagger got in the ring, went to go attack Rusev. Rusev kicked him, but Titus O'Neil also got in the ring. And then they teamed up to take Rusev out, which... Yeah, um, kind of like picking up a cheap...
1: Well, not kind of, picking up a cheap victory, uh, Rusev over Swagger... But I think, like, I don't, that I don't know how I feel.
0: But see, like, I guess that I'm fine with, but more so I'm not fine with the aftermath because, like, here you have Titus O'Neil, which kind of makes it look like he needs Jack Swagger, and he's even doing the We the People chant. Like, how, how does him getting help by Swagger and then doing Swagger's gimmick make him look like he's ready to be a champion or look like he could be a champion? I
1: think that that I'm okay with him doing the "We the People" chant with uh, Jack Swagger. That to me, like that's you should be rrring. I, agree, I And he, I don't think he did that at all. No, not even in the backstage segment. Nope, I don't believe he did that, he which did. was kind of surprising. So. Um. Yeah. Next up,
0: you had good old
1: John Cena.
0: Yeah, speaking about the uh, the club and AJ Styles from last week. Basically calls out AJ Styles. Um, I don't think this segment was n- like anywhere near as exciting as last week's was. But it was still a good segment. There. Yeah, had, it was still still good. You had the clubs around the ring, and just as they were going to get in, New Day ran out, and uh, New Day left. Uh, not New Day. The club left tail between their legs. There. And then this led to... Uh, Nothing, but uh, Vaughn <laughs> yeah. villains defeated Enzo and Cass via disqualification after this, um, and I went. I was a fan of this match. I liked how they
1: incorporated the entire um, uh, the injury with Enzo. I like how they incorporated that into this, and how Cass
0: reacted to that. But, I, I I really like that, but um, Enzo got injured at Payback by Simon Gotch. Yes. Here, Aiden English tried to throw Enzo out of the ring, and they were playing like, oh my god, Aiden English is doing it just like he did at Payback, or something like that. I didn't think that they said just like he something, did. Something, to me, something clicked in my head like, wait a minute, like that wasn't Aiden English doing that to Enzo. But maybe I was just misinterpreting it. I don't know. But, uh... After Aiden English tried to do that to Enzo, Cass got pissed off and attacked Gotch and and Aiden together and he just wouldn't stop the referee. Called for the bell.
1: I was a fan of it. I yeah. thought that it was nice. It was kind of that uh I'm not gonna take crud from anyone. And he stood up for Enzo and I was a big fan of this match. I yeah. just
0: I, I'm still not a fan of the uh vaud villains. Well. But after that, Teddy Long uh, was backstage with Stephanie McMahon, and he was like, "You know, if I was if I was general manager, I would set this match up." And Stephanie goes, "Ugh, whatever," and she like, "Get out of my office," basically. Yeah. And then she goes, "Hey," uh, she goes, calls up marketing or whatever, and he goes, "Hey, can we set up this Fatal Four Way for the tag team match? Mm-hmm. Be like, for at at uh, Money in the Bank, it, it's going to be New Day." Versus the vaude villains versus Enzo Cass versus the club, and that's all thanks to quote unquote Teddy Wong.
1: Yeah, holla holla holla. Yeah. Um, awesome stuff. Next up, you had Alberto Del Rio pick up victory over Sami Zayn. Um, what is there to
0: note about this? I did like the end of the match, but I... outside of that, it was just. Not so much the end of the match, right before the end of the match is what I liked. Okay. Is the fact that Sami Zayn reversed the first double stomp by hitting an arm drag. Uh uh-huh. He lifts himself up, boom, arm drag, but then he's still there. Th- this is where, to me, it looked kind of sloppy where Del Rio gets up from that, pushes Sami Zayn's face into the ring post while he's still up on the corner, but like, Sami went late, I guess. Okay. It didn't really look like he, it kind of looked like a Christian Cage type of incident where he's Christian doing it himself. Cage? Yeah, where Christian like puts his head on, he hits himself oh. into the post. uh uh-huh. like Basically the I, st-
1: I Yeah.
0: I was just like, who's Christian Cage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's Christian Cage? <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, so to me that, it looked like that, which then set up for him to be able to hit the second, or for the second time. Yeah. To hit it, yeah. So, that part I didn't like, but the part right before that I liked. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. But uh, after that, we had Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens. And uh, Ambrose picked up the victory. But we've literally, we've seen Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose face each other on TV and pay-per-view like 22 different times already.
1: I know. Does anybody still care about
0: this? I know a few of them were single matches, a bunch were like tag team matches and stuff. But still, and even more so, I like I can't imagine how the people who like travel from city to city to see WWE for. Like, I don't know. If I I don't know if people do that for house shows. But, hey, like,
1: props to you if you do do that. But
0: like Ambrose and and Kevin Owens went like house show, house show, house show, house show tons in a row against each other it's like there's nothing there's nothing more that could that could be done with this man yeah. it, it, it's just it's done it's it's repetitive with Ambrose already I know but it's, after, yeah. yeah after the match though Dean Ambrose set up a ladder to uh, set up the ladder by the way nowhere underneath the the briefcase like that if you're gonna be trying to win the money in the bank ladder match. You did a terrible job at setting up that ladder. Because mm-hmm. it, was, it was like off to the side. So he climbs up the ladder afterwards. Oh, I can't reach it because stupid me, right? There, here's the, the briefcase. Here am I. But Kevin Owens came back in, pushed him off. End of that.
1: They yeah. Just, they just keep teasing it's, things. Um, I don't know. It was just, to me, it was very boring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I could say that. Uh. And speaking of very boring Up (laughs) next Charlotte and Dana Brooke Were in the ring So that Charlotte could basically Be like oh Rick or dad I still want to be Ric Flair's daughter Just not on television I want to be like you're still my dad Blah 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 She's like I I want to It's time for my own spotlight I need to do things on my own Like you have no room in my spotlight yeah. Yet, yet, here she is standing next to Dana Brooke. Uh, How is that you doing uh, stuff on your own? Yeah, it's the same exact thing. Becky Lynch and Natalia came out. They got into a whose family is better thing. It's and then, stupid. It, and
1: it's We've seen this so many times, and I don't care.
0: And then uh, Dana looked like she was about to side with... Becky Lynch and Natalia and she ended up attacking Natalia and Becky Lynch unfortunately fell by herself, but I think this, this segment here was garbage.
1: I agree with you.
0: It's like and this is why I'll continue to call it a diva's division. Yeah. It's not it's not because of the wrestlers in this. Well, not all of the wrestlers in this.
1: <laughs> Good save.
0: But a majority of the, it's, nothing changed. Nothing changed from Divas Division to Women's Division to separate it other than the name. It's the yeah. same same stuff, so...
1: It, you know, whatever. Uh, next up, you had R-Truth and good old Tyler Breeze going to a no contest. Yeah. Uh... I'm over this storyline. I don't even want to talk about it.
0: <laughs> well, to me, you know, I still, I'm glad at least that I'm seeing Tyler Breeze and Fandango on television. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, the whole reason why the match ended was because Goldust and Fandango got into the ring to brawl, but I don't know. I don't know what more they're looking to do with this. I see WWE Shop just released a stepbrother-esque t-shirt of golden truth
1: what do you oh i, I
0: didn't see it yeah it's like gold dust and r-truth in like a portrait okay wearing uh sweaters yeah i know what you're so like i assume about. i assume it's a stepbrothers like a knock at that or whatever but yeah then uh, after this teddy long came out where everyone probably hopefully marked out because they thought teddy long was gonna set up a Tag team match and he he tried to set up a tag team match, but Stephanie McMahon cut him off and had security escort him out of the building. So yeah. no no uh holla hollow hollow tag team match. None of that going on. But up after that, New Day were out there cutting the promo on the club and AJ Styles. And uh, this was before their match and they they got into the ring. All six of them brawled. Um, I, I like at one point when... Uh, what's his name? I keep wanting to say Doc Gallows. Luke Gallows went to throw Kofi Kingston... Into Doc the, Gallows, really? Yeah. I just, that's what just instantly hits in my head. <laughs> but uh, when he went to go Irish whip Kofi Kingston into the steel steps outside of the ring, Kofi reversed that by, by hopping over the steps.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that... I think that New Day, what they're putting on together is so entertaining and everything with the club, it's entertaining, but I just feel like New Day is on a different level than everyone. Like I want to watch everything Kofi does. I want to watch everything Woods does and I want to see everything Big E does. Every, see- everyone else is just kind of like if they're in the ring with them, oh, okay, cool.
0: And surprisingly-ish, uh Xavier Woods completely owning this, basically. Up until when he got out I mean he he basically he took out Gallows, went to go run into the ring to take out AJ on the other side, but got cut off by uh got cut off by Carl Anderson. Yeah. And then uh unfortunately got hit with the the Styles clash on the outside.
1: Yeah, taking taking him out of the match completely.
0: Yeah, which led to a three on two match between the Club and New Day, where. But uh, it was
1: still an amazing, a really fun match.
0: Yeah, the Club picked up the victory here, and uh, yeah, it was fun to watch. This was this was a good main event for Raw.
1: I I agree. I thought it was very. I haven't watched Raw live in a little bit of time. I mean I did the week before, but this was just <laughs> fun. This kept me glued up until the very end, you know, as opposed to being like, you know, I'm tired and I'm over it. Yeah. But well, good afterwards job. yeah,
0: afterwards the, the club uh they continued to attack Kope Kingston and John Cena ran out to take out Carl Anderson and and Luke Gallows and then A J took off the club hopped in hopped up to the to the ring to distract john cena john cena again went to take out take them out which he did and then aj styles took him out from behind which then new day got in the ring to back up cena and they all cena and new day stood tall except for xavier woods which is
1: unfortunate yeah but i mean i think that the entire time woods especially during that push before the styles clash I kind of found him the most entertaining of that entire uh,
0: segment. Yeah, Woods was doing great. He took out so many people in that.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that's it, right? want to move on to some
0: uh, NXT? Yeah, NXT TakeOver The End took place at Full Sail University this past Wednesday.
1: Yeah, making their return to uh, Full Sail.
0: Yeah, um... I guess right off the bat, it it began with the match of uh, Andrade Almas, his uh, debut with NXT, his, or on television at least, picked up the victory against Ty Dillinger.
1: And Ty Dillinger,
0: good match. Yeah, this was, why why did you say Ty Dillinger? What do you mean? Like you're why like, Ty Dillinger? Good match. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think good match on both of their parts.
1: Yeah, I was a big fan of the cartwheel moonsault that Dillinger – no, that uh, Almas – how do you say it? Almas? Yeah. Yeah, but he did. And then there was just so many different parts of this match that I, was just fun.
0: I have to say I did not like I, – I didn't get Andrade's entrance where like he came out wearing something that the dicks would have worn, like the stripper gear. Oh, yeah, yeah, White pants, white suspenders, a white hat with a white feather. And then took off all of that to reveal he's wearing tights underneath. I did not get that, but whatever. And it's funny because even after NXT was over, Triple H did a, a live, like, thoughts about it, like a Q&A type of thing with Kathy yeah. Kelly. And one of the things he said was, I, I don't get that, but hey, whatever. Like, I, like, it's up to him, I guess.
1: Yeah, whatever he says goes.
0: And I, it's still kind of weird watching who used to be Lasambra wrestle, like, maskless here. What's your thoughts on that? I think that they might have done that due to the fact that he's kind of similar to Sin Cara. But, I mean, what about Kalisto? He has the mask. I I just think that... Kalisto's a different height. Yeah. I I think. I mean... What do you mean height? Well, actually, I don't know. Like, Are you talking, like... No, I'm talking about height, height.
1: Oh, I, I don't even. You, you're talking about that with Sin Cara being this, that similar?
0: No, oh no, with Sin Cara, I'm talking about like move styles, move set style. Uh huh. His move set is not anywhere near similar to Kalisto's. In my opinion, at least, I don't think Sin Cara and Kalisto have the same move set. I'm not too sure. Well. I mean, what do you th- you think, that him and Kalisto have the same moves?
1: I Honestly, I don't know. I don't know enough about...
0: Uh, Sin Cara? Uh,
1: no, 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 the other guy.
0: Almas. Wow, wait a minute. Kalisto is just an inch shorter than Sin Cara? No, that's Why? Mystico. Hunico is 5'10". Okay. No, because while I was looking up La height and everything... I I he doesn't look like he's that tall. He's he's the same he's like an inch taller than Sin Cara. But to me the reason why they took his mask off was probably because he was similar to Sinkara in the way that they move in the ring. As opposed to as opposed to Kalisto. Kalisto's like fast, fast, fast. So is Sinkara, but Sinkara has like power moves to his set. I don't if I don't that know makes enough. Sense. You don't yeah, know but I, I just see. don't know enough
1: about him. I, I, I think I've maybe only seen one match of his before this NXT match.
0: Well, now definitely look forward to seeing him because that match was awesome. There. Uh, another awesome match, The Revival uh, they
1: picked up the victory over American Alpha to become the new two-time NXT Tag Team Champions.
0: Yeah, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder are now the only team or the only people in NXT to ever have won an NXT Championship more than once. Yeah, which so, is awesome. Yeah, it's a big feat, and uh, the match itself was fantastic. Like this was I, like this was I like agree. roller coaster ride like. Oh my god, he's pinning him. Oh my god, I don't want them to lose. Oh my god, this is happening, this is happening. And I was pulling for American Alpha, but I definitely am not disappointed whatsoever with the revival being tag team champions again. Because uh, I, I I'm, thought I think they're they're I'm okay they, with it. They are a fantastic team and so is American Alpha. So
1: I agree. I think that both tag teams are very good. And I'm I'm a fan of the title switching hands so quickly. I mean, is it so quickly? When did American Alpha win? Um,
0: Dallas, maybe? Yeah, so it hasn't been that long. Yeah, they won in in Dallas. It was four months ago. Not four months ago. April. Two months ago.
1: Yeah, but good match. Solid uh, tag team action.
0: Yeah, and afterwards, uh, Jason Jordan and Chad Gable were in the ring. Um, people were cheering for them, and they got attacked by these... Yeah, these
1: huge guys, uh, just out of nowhere, just completely tearing them apart.
0: Yeah, and then Paul Ellering walked out.
1: Yeah, legendary Hall of... WWE Hall of Famer, uh, and the manager of Legion of Doom.
0: Yeah, and I feel like I have to call you out. Okay. Um... But then in a the sense, like, I feel bad because I'd also be calling out Kevin Owens. Oh, no. With that, I didn't. I just retweeted him. Right. Nah. So Kevin Owens basically craps on the NXT audience that night for chanting, who are you? Quote, unquote, directed at Paul Ellering. Yeah. However, like, how could you not assume that they are chanting it at the only thing that? I mean, who are you? Nobody knows who those two guys are. There, it's clearly that nobody's even looking at the entranceway at that point. It just so happens that the camera pans over to Paul Ellering as p- fans start chanting, "Who are you?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, but I'm pumped. to I don't know. I, what, I
1: would. I didn't. The only problem with that is. There wasn't that much of a pop for Ellery.
0: Well, that's uh, yeah. There that, wasn't. That
1: was very weird. It was like he came out, and it was just like people were just like, eh. it's." I think it I, I it's, definitely did not. I'm sorry for interrupting you. I didn't like how the uh, commentator was just like, "Who's that?" Because even the commentating team said, "Who's that?" at first.
0: Well, I think they said, but they said, "Who is that?" and then they were like, "Oh my god, it's Paul Ellery." Right? Yeah. So I think it's like I mean they they see him from the side. They're they're in one spot and then like you see him across the way We're like who is that? Oh my god, it's Paul Ellering. Yeah. So I think it's cool, but uh it's also it's like a niche type of uh manager at this point. Yeah, it's nice to see them pulling back managers too. Like given the fact that the last time I don't know when LOD was inducted uh, to i i' of Fame, but but like that was probably the last time we saw Paul Ellering on WWE television and before that might have been two thousand and uh, not two thousand and nine like nineteen ninety nine maybe yeah something like that, so it's like almost what eight eight uh t- seventeen years ago oh no you're doing math it's it's a long time <laughs> ago that's that's yeah. a long time ago for for people, like and it's like such a, like, not a small part, but Paul Ellering didn't wrestle or anything when well, he was with the Road Warriors in WWE. Did he? Maybe he had one match. I feel like he had one match. I'm not positive. Paul Ellering was a pro wrestler.
1: Yeah. But I feel like he had one gimmick, one, like, tuxedo match or something. I don't know.
0: But I'm pumped. I can't wait to see what more is to come with that. Yeah, these guys were huge, and I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen
1: with them, especially being uh, managed by him, by yeah. Ellery.
0: And I'm looking forward to see what's next for American Alpha, as well as the tag team champions, The Revival.
1: I agree with you completely. Um, let's see. Something else. The next match, Shinsuke Nakamura picking up the victory over Austin Aries. Uh crowd loved it. I mean, even from the entrance of Nakamura, everything was just awesome.
0: It was, at points, very heavy Nakamura-Austin Aries chance, but also eventually, like, led to Austin Aries getting booed a bunch in this match. Which
1: I am completely a fan of. I like the fact that he is being booed. I mean, it's Austin Aries. He should be booed. He's not a complete total face. Right. Um... But there's that one spot where there was a uh, Death Valley driver on the ring apron, which was sick. Um, and
0: there was just so, much, so many parts of this that was just fun to watch. When I was watching this match, I didn't, at points, mostly, if you ask me during this match, like right up until Nakamura hit the big finish and everything, I didn't think Nak was going to win.
1: I actually did question this too because of everything that was going on.
0: I thought that Shinsuke
1: was about to suffer his uh, first loss.
0: Yeah. There was a bunch of stuff that went on in this match, and I was like, oh, Austin Aries definitely. I mean, this is going to be his, his win here tonight again. Yeah. But Nakamura picked up the victory after the, the knee from the, the top rope, middle rope, mm-hmm. and then hitting the kin- Kinshasa. <laughs> I, I, it's still, I can't. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I'll never be able to say that. Nope. Definitely um, not. The can kin- the Kinshasa. Yeah, that sounded familiar. It's Kinshasa. It's like you I, gotta... It'll take you... It's like it's like saying Andrade Cien Almas. Oh yeah, off shit. the top of your head. Commentary. You've, heard, you've ha- heard me try to say that. Even like commentary couldn't pronounce it. Yeah. So. Um, after that, for the NXT Women's Championship... Championship? Asuka, the champion, picked up the victory against the challenger Nia Jax. Um this um hmm, what do I say about this? Uh it was a match. It took place. I mean it's not like it wasn't a bad match. It's just like I need more from Nia Jax and it she's just it she's just not giving it. For I for agree. me at least. I feel like this is WWE's like they want an awesome Kong. Yes, I
1: that's all I see when I do see uh yeah. Nia Jax is them trying to recreate Awesome Kong. Like
0: even down to the ring gear, like Kong didn't wear stuff like that, but it's so similar. I feel like their way to in do design. it.
1: Yeah, no, I think that the reason I think that that is dead on of who they're imitating, and it's because they don't they know that they have to they don't want to give Karma that contract, but also they want to be able to say that they created this person.
0: And I, I mean, I feel like if she wasn't in the Anawahi overall family that maybe she wouldn't be where she is. Uh-huh. I still, I don't think she's as ready as they have her, make her out to be. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. But it wasn't a bad match. I just think, I don't know. It. I don't know what to say about it. But hopefully, this is going to lead to NXT Takeover Brooklyn, which is the next Takeover special. Um, Nia Jax took out Bailey, so Bailey couldn't compete here. I'm hoping to see Oscar versus Bailey too, and uh, Bailey could be the first ever two-time NXT Women's Champion in Brooklyn. That would be interesting. I would definitely like that. I got my NXT Takeover Brooklyn tickets this week, by the way. There you go. You excited? I'm. I'm not excited yet, but I'm. I'm. I'm relieved that I got tickets. I
1: uh-huh. guess.
0: I guess if that's the proper emotion, I guess so. Okay. But uh, as the as it'll get closer, it's like I'm already thinking like, oh, maybe I should buy every autograph that they offer <laughs> at the uh, event. I mean, you can. Like I mean, it's it's twenty. They charge twenty bucks, I think, an autograph. So like last time I was, I got Bailey's autograph after the event and I was like, uh, I was like up in the air about getting Enzo, Cass and Carmella's, the autograph that they had. So I, I didn't get it. And then I got, got it off of WWE shop for $4 cheaper. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know. I'm maybe I'll get it. If if, oh. they, if they have a TakeOver poster uh, in general, I'll get that again because I think that's cool now.
1: I'll have to give you a call and find out what autographs they have on sale. Because if they have something like Nakamura or, or Balor, I would definitely purchase
0: that. I, that's the thing. Like I don't recall them. I don't think they had a... Was Balor in NXT last year? He had to have been. Yeah, he fought Kevin Owens. I don't know if they had a Balor autograph. Mm-hmm. I think they had... like I think it was Bailey, Sasha... Enzo, Cass, Carmella. Actually, maybe they did have Balor. I don't recall. But I—that's what I was thinking. Like, dude, if they have a Nakamura, if or they, they had have, a, like
1: maybe if they I'll had a Balor, push. I'm surprised that you wouldn't take advantage of that though.
0: The, the WWE shop definitely did not have a Balor one, but I don't know. I guess I was like, I was so like high after that event from that win of Bailey's that I was like, Nope. The only autograph I want to get that I need to get is Bailey's. Like she's going to be a, a giant star. That's not even like, it wasn't like, I don't, I don't buy autographs to be like, Oh, I'm going to resell this later and make a profit or anything. I just buy autographs. Oh yeah. I'm, You're just a collector. I, yeah. A collector. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I just like getting autographs, but I, that's it. It's also, it sucks because I, normally when I purchase an autograph, it's because I'm meeting the person. Uh-huh. Or I purchase a, an item that then later gets autographed because I'm meeting the person. I don't ever normally buy autographed things. Yeah. But five bucks off of WWE Shop, a piece. Okay. I was at yeah. the event. Okay. And yeah. I know. And I know that's authentic because they're selling it at uh, at the the event. So. It ends up working out. Might as well. Yeah. So, but the main event of the evening saw NXT's very first steel cage match for the NXT championship against the champion or between the champion Samoa Joe and the challenger, former champion Finn Balor. Uh, Finn Balor making his entrance an interesting entrance, pushing down a cage to come out and everything. Um, Entrance, or his full attire, black and white. Is that signs of the club? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, this match was fun to watch.
1: And Yeah, it was
0: definitely a good back and forth match. The, um, the in one, my
1: opinion, it wasn't anything uh, crazy. No. Like,
0: I, I still think the, the winner of this match should have been the one to climb over and win it that way rather than pin or submission. Yeah, like, no, I, I agree with that. Like, you, you have, it's NXT's only ever, very first cage match, and you you win by pinfall.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not a fan of that. I Like, if it's a cage match, I want it to actually be, like, climb over the cage. I'm never a fan of the pinfall and submission victories in a cage match, even though it's been around for, a long time. I'm yeah. just not a fan of it.
0: I liked uh, that one spot. I keep rewatching over and over again, where Balor kicks Joe, and Joe falls off the the cage, but then goes and falls onto the ropes, causing Balor oh, yeah, to fall too. To get like low bloat I guess you would say. Yeah. Between the ropes, so that's fun, and uh, I'm excited to see what's next. I don't like, who's the next challenger for the the NXT championship?
1: Is it time for Nakamura to...
0: I don't know. Um, Triple H posted a picture of something, I guess, that happened at the NXT um, the tapings. And post... I think he, like, wrote, like, oh, TakeOver is gonna be in Brooklyn or something like that. Maybe something like that. So, Nakamura was not involved with with the champion. Yeah. He was involved with somebody else. Huh. I don't know who else will be going after that title, but we'll definitely find out within the the next few weeks.
1: That we will, and it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: But maybe it'll be the person that everybody was kind of surprised to see, or didn't see, at NXT TakeOver. That being uh, Bobby Roode. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, they had a backstage segment. William Regal was being interviewed, and if you blinked, you would have missed it. Bobby Roode walked right behind him into a dressing room. A guy came and got Regal. Regal walked into the dressing room, and that was that. If you blinked, I swear to God, if you blinked, you would have missed Bobby. Oh Rude. yeah, big time. I blinked.
1: A lot, of, a lot of people did miss it.
0: I must have blinked because I did not see Bobby Roode. I was I was watching. Really? I was watching. I watched it. It's just like one of those subliminal, subliminal things. Like yeah. it's then, like the right video.
1: William Regal look over at the side as if like he just missed something. Yeah. To me, I didn't see that.
0: It's huh. like it's like you know that video where you watch and like all of a sudden there's like a guy in a bear costume going dancing uh, through it.
1: Yeah, like where you have to count how many times they don't drop the ball or something.
0: I don't. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like that. Where like you don't see a guy <laughs> in a bo- in a bear costume. That's funny. You don't see Bobby Roode. You just see William <laughs> Regal being interviewed. So, but maybe so, maybe Bobby Roode will be the next challenger to the NXT championship.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like a lot of people want to see Bobby Roode, as they should. I mean, the guy's very talented.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but that was NXT TakeOver The End. Yeah, there was also a, the end let's not the forget beginning. Neville appearing. Yeah, Neville That's appeared. Yeah. Yeah, so Neville, I don't know what his time frame is of being back with the, the WWE. Well, now, what's his deal? He's He was out with an injury, right? Yeah. He got injured. That, what? That's during, by WrestleMania time. And then Zack Ryder and all the other ones got injured. Oh, yeah. to so that ladder match. And then Zack Ryder became WWE Intercontinental Champion. And then lost it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so moving from that to SmackDown. SmackDown. The club opened the show, and uh, AJ Styles spoke about how everyone's saying that this could be the greatest Money in the Bank pay-per-view ever. Which, why? Like, what's making this the greatest ever? I'm still questioning that one. I don't understand, but he also spoke about the uh, brand extension and how this could be the first and last time that we'll ever see AJ Styles versus John Cena. Um, and AJ Styles said the new era can't begin until he goes through John Cena yeah. and, and takes out John Cena. So we'll, we'll, we'll see at Money in the Bank whether or not that happens. But uh, Are th- you sold on Money in the Bank?
1: Like, Are you like, wow, this is going
0: to be awesome.
1: I want to see this? Uh,
0: not quite white it's more so because of the money in the bank ladder match like who's gonna be who has the ability to become champion next uh-huh but i mean aj styles i feel like it's i mean it's kind of funny because i feel like aj styles versus john cena would work better if john cena was champion where like AJ's like oh the only way to get to really have a new era is to take out john cena and and become WWE champion yeah other than like or instead of like the only way to get through the new era is for me to take out John Cena and Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows become tag team champions.
1: Yeah. But Um uh, I I'm okay with it though. I'm a fan of it. I think it's gonna be fun.
0: Yeah, but Edson and so Cass came out during this and uh and um they they did their their they did they, their spiel, yeah, which then led to a great exchange of words between them, between the teams, and uh, even showed the comedic side of the club. I like AJ Styles at one point that something was said, and AJ Styles like hit himself over the head to like knock himself out, quote unquote. There. with the microphone and then pass out into Carl Carl Anderson's arms, where him and Luke Gallows like waved him.
1: When I saw this, I kind of got a glimpse of HBK.
0: Kind of like with DX. Yeah, a little bit. But it was fun. This led to the club versus Enzo and Cass, which ended in a no contest. Um, New Day was on commentary, though. And this was hilarious. Kofi Kingston (laughs) designated Byron Saxon to be the grape guy. Like, every time one of the members of New Day wanted a grape, Byron Saxon had to feed them grapes. (laughs) So I thought that was really funny.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, I also, I liked, as far as the actual match, I liked the the hot tag moment when Enzo was outside. And, uh, oh, actually, this is what I thought I was saying earlier. Okay. It didn't happen on Raw with Xavier Woods. It happened here, where uh, Enzo went for a hot tag, got in the ring, but Carl Anderson cut him off with that running kick.
1: Okay, I think I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, so he cut off the hot tag with that. Okay. I thought, when I was speaking about Raw, I thought that happened with Xavier Woods, where he cut uh-huh. Woods off. But that was not then. That was this. But, that was not then. Yeah, but Villains eventually came out and uh, started going towards the ring, which New Day stepped up and uh, started to attack the Villains, which then spilled into the ring. And then... It ended with Enzo and Cass on top after, yeah, the, after uh, the no contest.
1: Still a fun match. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Del- – no. Uh, yeah. Next up, you had Rusev uh, backstage with Lana being interviewed by, I believe it was Renee Young. Um, and then they were interrupted by Titus O'Neil. It was a promo involving uh, – yeah, Involving Muhammad Ali, yeah. Rusev,
0: Rusev got heat by saying that he's the greatest champion of all time, and not Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And then Titus was like, "Oh, did you really just mention yourself in the same breath?" And uh, basically said at Money in the Bank, the U.S. Championship is going to be his. There, yeah. can you see
1: that? I mean, I know it's
0: not prediction time. No, but I, I can't. Can you see, see, that. see that? I I don't know if I want to see that. Okay. I don't know. I just... I don't know. It's like the same thing with Darren Young. They just keep airing these promos that are leading nowhere. Uh Ah. It's like... It's not making Darren Young great again. It's just... Prepping him for the independent circuit. I don't... I don't get those. And it's just the same thing with the Shining Stars. They aired another promo on Raw. It just... It just falls to the side. It doesn't do anything.
1: Yeah. The promos have no
0: impact. I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it.
1: Yeah. But right.
0: After that, Alberto Del Rio and Kevin Owens picked up a victory against Cesaro and Sami Zayn. Uh, this match had a bunch of wacky moments, I guess you would say.
1: Some would say that.
0: Uh, Kevin Owens walked out on Del Rio, and then Sami Zayn went after him, which led to a one-on-one match for the time being. But uh they eventually came back out brawling down to the down the ramp into the ring. And uh Alberto Del Rio and Kevin Owens began to like push each other and, and yell at each other. And uh Del Rio then left Owens. Owens cut him off and he's like, What the heck, man? How are you gonna leave? Yeah. Zane took Kevin Owens out, and uh that was how did, how did this match end, actually, I forget.
1: Uh, this match ended where in the term, in the corner, where KO went for the I mean Del Rio. Oh right, got right set up right. for the double stomp, and then KO pulled out Del, tagged himself in, yeah, pulled Del, uh, Del Rio out of the ring and then did the pinfall on uh, Zayn, I believe.
0: Uh, Cesaro. Cesaro, Cesaro. Yeah. So that was a fun spot. Yeah, but I thought like, it was a very good spot. For, for Kevin Owens to tag himself in and then throw Del Rio out. It was funny. Yeah.
1: I agree. Uh, next up, you had Becky Lynch pick up the victory over Dana Brooks. Uh, it's just Brooke. Brooke? Oh, um, <laughs> Amaya. Yeah. What is there to really say about this match?
0: Um,
1: I At least the end was interesting.
0: I think before we say that, there was a one point where Charlotte was cheating and King said, now that's how you work a corner, which is funny because like working the corner is a term used for hookers. <laughs> so oh, I thought okay. I thought that was really funny that like, that's how you work the corner. But I, which, have I have mean, I don't that. think, yeah, I don't, I mean, I just, I guess it's because of an HBO documentary that aired. That was, it was like, I don't know, I think it was maybe in high school. We all watched it. It was the funniest thing to us. All right, but uh, it's like seriously one of the funniest things I ever watched. But um, yeah, so that that was that. But like I said before, as far as the the match goes itself, but the the divas, its still the divas division. Divas division is—if uh, you, I don't even think a
1: call-up of Bailey would assist right now.
0: It's just like it's not who is
1: involved; it's what's. Happening. going on what the storylines are they're not entertaining they're not engaging they don't make me want to watch and they are boring they are they are lackluster
0: and the fact that charlotte can't hit a spear for life but
1: uh yeah that too oh uh, that's that was awful that was like a double leg take that wasn't a spear that was more of a double leg takedown uh given both are the, one of the same but it was just awful yeah
0: it's like it's not, and again, it's not because of Becky Lynch. It's not like Natalia or anything. No, it's just like you go from NXT to having like feuds about wrestling, and coming up, and you're just feuding like my family's better. No, my family's better. No, my family's better. Who cares? It's just like these. Feuds. This is an awful
1: storyline, and I really question the fandom of
0: the people that actually think that this is fun to watch. It's funny, like, my friend, like, just recently-ish started to, like, watch wrestling again. And he's like, every single week when SmackDown's on, he's like, dude, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. And I'm like, I'm like, you need to, like, I understand that it, like, Charlotte can't wrestle, I think. I tell him that. And I tell everyone who asks me that. And I tell people who don't ask me that that. Yeah. I am like, go to NXT and watch Sasha Banks versus Bayley from TakeOver. It's like it's a completely different world in NXT and women's wrestling. I, I feel like they can't do that on WWE television right now
1: because that will completely because
0: then it makes the, the guys look bad.
1: That and I think it will make all of the divas involved just awful. If, if they
0: want, if they truly needed to make a match to make the divas division. The women's division on the main roster, then they should have definitely given the the ladder match that needed to happen at Money in the Bank. I don't know if they're going to set it up. Doesn't seem like they're setting it up. Seems like they're more so setting up and Charlotte who would be and in this ladder match. Well, Charlotte, because well, actually, I guess uh, is it a Money in the Bank ladder match? That's the thing.
1: I'm trying to get what you're trying to book right now. If
0: it's a Money in the Bank Divas ladder match, then it would be Paige. Uh, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Dana Brooke. Um did I say I said Becky Lynch?
1: I don't know if I would be entertained by this because of the lack of athleticism that no, it's no
0: I, I don't no, I don't think I, I, would, I would be entertained. I, would, I don't think athleticism is a word you should be using.
1: Probably not, but I still wouldn't be entertained.
0: Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Paige. That's three of the but oh, you I threw think, Dana Brooke in there. Well, that's just you have to. Natalia, she can wrestle. She's a powerhouse. Uh, she's been in. Don't. She's been, her in there. She's been in similar matches like that. She she had you, the. You throw it summer, her in there. It turns me off already. She had that tables match with, with Beth Phoenix and Eve.
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm not a fan of Natalia, So,
0: but that's not like. But that's like saying like, oh, this match, the Money in the Bank match. I mean, who's in it that turns you off now? Dean Ambrose. So it's like the same thing. I don't know. I, you're, you're always going to – you're not it's not going to be a match that you're always going to have every single person in the match like, oh, I need to watch this person to, to see if he wins.
1: Yeah, but I just can't – I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. I, I don't think that there's much that can be done to save this Divas division right now.
0: I think they – I don't know. They just like – you can't tout Divas Revolution and then women's wrestling and then not have anything change. Nothing changed. You just introduced Charlotte Flair. You introduced Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. And that –
1: you knew that it was a failure from the start. They introduced everyone on the same night. I ranted about it when they first did it. I thought it was awful to debut so many people at the same time.
0: That just – Stupid and awful. But hopefully Bayley doesn't debut on the main roster anytime soon, and she does, in fact, become the only two-time women's NXT champion. Yes, one can only hope. Yeah. Which is, again, that's definitely not a knock at Bayley, because I think Bayley's fantastic. Uh, yeah. What is that? You don't think Bayley's fantastic?
1: I don't know. She's She's alright. I'm more of a Sasha Banks fan.
0: Well, I mean... They put on a tremendous match together, so. Yeah. But after, yeah, after that match took place, uh, Baron Corbin took on and defeated Kalisto with uh, Dolph Ziggler was on commentary. I'm sure you were a fan of that one. Nope. Because. What would I be a fan
1: of that? (laughs) I thought that it was, I did not understand why he was putting him over, but I guess that's what you do when you are jobbing. On a constant basis.
0: It's it's Dolph Ziggler's job to put everybody over that he's working with. So even if he's going to say it on the microphone to make people actually believe, like, oh, if Ziggler's saying it, then maybe he really is that good. But, I mean, I, I still, Corbin gears off from being ready for the main roster. But uh, as far as this match, I I still think, I think Kalisto's being horribly misused. <laughs> I agree
1: with you. I think Kalisto is, and Ziggler, I'm not a fan of him. He's good on commentary, but I don't like him putting over his enemies. He's not. He wasn't even making fun of him or anything. He was actually giving him compliments, and I was just like, this is the same guy that just low-blowed you and that you've been feuding with, and you're going to give him compliments? Yeah,
0: but as far as this match goes, Kalisto versus Baron Corbin, I think this match was good, I, which is, it shocked me. But... As far as far as Baron Corbin goes, I don't see him being main roster ready.
1: I agree. I still think that he's uh, very green, and I think that the only reason he was brought up was for that uh, rubble, that battle royal, and that wasn't even worth it.
0: That wasn't worth nothing. Nothing ever comes of
1: that. So, but I know, but nothing was worth. Like there was no reason to bring him up to the main roster. And have especially to,
0: especially because he didn't even get his own entrance.
1: Uh, let's not even forget that his last NXT match, I believe, he lost to uh, Austin Aries on uh, Austin Aries' debut. Yeah. So you have that, and
0: then. Well, I don't know, but in this case, though, I think it's, it's this more so to get off of Baron Corbin. It's Kalisto. Kalisto, it's just it doesn't make sense. He went from U.S. champion to nothing overnight. Like the Lucha Dragons just stop being a thing, even though they both have the same entrance music and and Titantron. Yeah, I, I don't I don't remember the last time I saw them together. Didn't they have a promo recently where they were like like recently ish? Uh, yeah, like two months ago, maybe a month ago. It just I, I don't really, understand. Yeah. Like you have, you you keep on saying like oh this tag team division is so great blah blah. And then, like, where are the Usos on this pay-per-view? Where do they fit into anything? Not that I'm, like, begging for the Usos to be part Thank of this.
1: goodness that they're all not being booked.
0: But, like, where are the Usos? Where are the Dudleys? Where's Where's Lucha Dragons? I don't understand. There's, like, so many more tag teams that just... Like, you have Golden Truth and and Breezango that you're building up. For what reason? What's happening there?
1: I don't know. I'm a fan that the Usos are not booked. I am <laughs> sick and tired of the Usos. I know I may be... Uh... One of the very few people that actually feel this way. But I'm, not, I'm sick and tired of it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And I, I don't like how the fact of Monday Night Raw, Roman Reigns was not on it, and Seth Rollins was not on it. And they played hype videos for each of them instead. And I guess maybe now they're saving. Well, for I'm Ambrose. okay. I'm okay
1: with them not being on it, just because they were used in a dark match after Raw. That's not. If I was in care. live, I'm not live how,
0: audience. I don't care about that.
1: If, if I was, am watching that, that at home.
0: Difference for me. Yeah, but I'm I'm watching at home. So it doesn't make it. It doesn't matter. I'm a home viewer. I didn't see them do that.
1: I don't know. I'm fine with Reigns and Rollins not appearing on uh Raw uh, SmackDown. I mean.
0: And then I think it's stupid because they, they said, oh, Dean Ambrose is hosting the Ambrose Asylum, I believe they said on SmackDown. That didn't happen. Like I said before, it didn't happen, but I think they're doing it on Raw maybe, I guess to get the live reaction from it, with the Shield, all three members of the Shield being together. But then maybe. it's like, the Ambrose Asylum, you canceled that. Who brought it back? We're going to go back and forth between, oh, it's canceled, it's not canceled, it's canceled, it's not canceled. And then you're not even going to have a payoff. You're going to have something, an Ambrose Asylum match, which has nothing to do with the, the TV show. There. So it's just, And you're not even going to use the plant. Stupid. I don't get it. I know. But I know. After, after Baron Corbin and Kalisto, we went backstage where Sheamus was just sitting there watching the trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Lost in the Sewer or something like that.
1: Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know, Brandon.
0: <laughs> with uh, Zack Ryder, Golden Truth, and Summer Ray. And, uh, Seamus basically started making fun of Zack Ryder because he's not in the movie and Seamus is. And, uh, he was like, everybody should, like, worship the ground that I'm, that I'm walking on. And, yeah. uh, Apollo Crews showed up, punched Seamus square in the jaw. Seamus fell over. And I guess that leads to Apollo Crews versus Seamus at Money in the Bank. There. Looks. And I'm completely fine with this. Yeah. I
1: guess. I, the one thing I didn't like was that the Sheamus came off too much like the Miz and the Miz's gimmick with being an A-list celebrity. Now that he's in movie, he's an A-lister, and all of that. Well, right? I don't that think really Sheamus Sheamus wasn't now. saying
0: he's an A-lister though. Sheamus was saying that people are saying that he's like the best unknown actor and stuff. So it's a little different. Still, I guess. I mean, the, I feel like the only reason why you think it's similar is because they're both dealing with movies but uh i guess i don't know the internet kind of blew up this week over i think it's reporting false news uh uh because all these like news sites and everything were reporting like oh sheamus says he wants to play venom in the marvel cinematic universe but like the interview like sheamus was asked who if you had the opportunity would you like, he's not going lobbying for parts of the film or anything. Yeah. He was just like, oh, I always said I wanted to play, I would like to play Venom. So, but. I don't know. That's definitely like, Seamus is too old at this point to be playing, to be playing a Venom for a high school Toby, not Toby Maguire, Peter Parker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. I don't know, anything else to talk about? Uh, the main event.
1: Yes, the main event. Y two J picked up the victory over Dean Ambrose. Um, I don't know. I really yeah, zoned out during this.
0: I checked out. Yeah, I said it before. It's just like Kevin Owens with this with Dean Ambrose. Just how many times can you see Chris Jericho versus Dean Ambrose? It's just they, you're not seeing anything that you haven't seen before. Yeah. What was the What was the takeaway? Oh, Jericho set up a ladder on the corner afterwards and then Ambrose tossed Jericho into it. And then and then hit the elbow drop off of it. That's how Smackdown closed. Yeah. And nothing nothing new happens. It just it's nothing. It's just all repetitive.
1: Not a fan. But I mean,
0: yeah. I was going to just lead us into the break.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Sports Entertainment will uh, be right back here on marking out. This is Jason Steg In case you didn't know, listen to Marking Out.
1: Welcome back to Marking Out, episode 279. Uh, don't forget ProWrestlingTeas.com/slash Marking Out, Facebook.com/slash Out, and Twitter.com/slash and YouTube.com/slash Out 11. All right, let's get on to some outside the ring news. Unfortunately, this past week, uh, the athlete. The UFC fighter Kimbo Slice uh, passed away at the age of 42. Uh, Apparently he was waiting for a heart transplant. uh, Toxicology reports say that there were no drugs found in his system at the time. Spike TV is planning on airing a one-hour tribute to uh, Kimbo Slice on June 24th, which is a Friday at 7pm. So our uh, our, uh, thoughts and condolences go to all of his family and friends. It's very unfortunate. He was a
0: powerhouse. It's, it's um, crazy because, like, I mean, back in the early days of YouTube, like he was, yeah, he, uh, since, he was, yeah, one of the first YouTube stars. Kind of, yeah. It was like backyard fighting.
1: Yeah, and it's just brutal. Like, and it's just unfortunate. This guy is at such a young
0: age. And I think, uh, I think he had a, a match coming up too with Bellator. Did he? That's unfortunate. So. Yeah and he was almost in WWE. Yeah. And Tommy Dreamer almost signed him to a contract and uh and I think Johnny Ace was like I mean at his age there's nothing like it's just, it's going to take so much longer to get him to where we need him to be than to just yeah, sign him. So they didn't, they ended up not signing him but Kimbo Slice went went on to fight for the UFC and and MMA in general. Yeah,
1: in general MMA. Uh, he is. I mean, most recently he battled uh, Ken Shamrock in a a controversial fight.
0: In a but, match. In a match that looked like they were both calling their spots.
1: Yeah. Very controversial. But once again, unfortunately, he uh, passed away this past week. So yeah. of condolences.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, sticking with uh, UFC, it was announced. Well, first of all. UFC 199 took place and uh, at the end of it they aired a well first of all a reporter what's his name Ariel something Ar- Ariel Hawani he gets he report he reports this this report that Brock Lesnar is very close to signing a deal to fight at UFC 200 so at that event UFC 199 he gets escorted out from from the event, and apparently, quote-unquote, banned for life.
1: Yeah, I don't buy that at all. I think that is scripted. I think that is pro wrestling at its finest.
0: And Dana White on, went on the record saying, well, how could we ever have Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar's contracted with WWE. Yet here we have, at the end of UFC 200, Brock Lesnar gets announced for UFC 200. So, yeah. I mean, it's like. I don't know. I think that. Do we, watch- tr- do we like Dana, Dana White is like, what? In cahoots with Vince McMahon here? We,
1: mean, we,
0: we've ranted about this before, where back in 2011, Dana White had a meeting in Stanford with Vince McMahon. And then all of a sudden, Brock Lesnar retires from UFC and comes to WWE.
1: And CM Punk retires from WWE and goes to uh, UFC. And now Brock Lesnar. Let's not forget Brock Lesnar and Undertaker. They had their uh, stare down first at UFC.
0: Yeah. And then Uh, for the WrestleMania match. And Brock Lesnar goes on the uh, uh, during the WWE contracted worker. A WWE contracted worker is working for UFC for a match, a fight about whatever you want to call it. Not to mention the the back and forth you had. Ronda Rousey at yeah Ronda Rousey of course. So, I don't know what to believe here. Just know that Brock Lesnar is going to be facing the Super Samoan or something, Mark Hunt. I don't, Hmm. I don't never heard of him before this week.
1: Yeah, but in general, it's just, it's pro wrestling at its finest. Basically, yeah. And, yeah. And and then, and then apparently, Ariel Hawaii thing, too. He's a fantastic reporter. He's been with UFC from for a very long time
0: they they said that he un, he was unbanned or whatever and like if he wants to go to the next event he could buy a ticket or whatever it's like that's so we've seen that in wrestling so many times that storyline where the person yeah. gets banned from the event and then shows up like what's he doing in the first row like <laughs> my god the radicals are sitting first row it's like yeah because i bought a ticket yeah like, okay you bought a ticket
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. you you come up
0: but yeah, it's like it's that's if that is the case, the dude got banned for reporting news in the field that he works. Like, how does that make sense?
1: It doesn't.
0: And then for Dana White to go on the record and say, "Oh, why? How on earth would we have Brock Lesnar if he's signed to WWE?" Yeah. Like kayfabe, does kayfabe exist in UFC?
1: I don't re. I don't think so. so
0: apparently, it does. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, moving on from that, the website Gawker has filed for bankruptcy uh, following that Hulk Hogan $140 million result.
1: Yeah. Do we say uh, thank you, Holy?
0: I don't know. I mean, I I think they're still going to be operating. They just had to file for bankruptcy, and then that's what companies do, I guess. Well, yeah. And then uh, I think they're getting bought out by somebody else. Mm Mm-hmm. So
1: but still, um, it's a, I'm not a fan of all of those websites, so it's very good to see uh, justice out there. I don't know if that's the correct way to go about it, but it could. That's, that's how we're gonna, it's going to happen. Uh, next up you had Rich Swan. Uh, unfortunately, it is being reported that he suffered a shoulder injury. And it may keep him out of that cruiserweight classic tournament that is right? Is it tournament?
0: Cruiserweight classic.
1: Yeah. I don't know if we know if it's a tournament or anything yet, but the uh, the cruiserweight classic. But like Swan
0: uh, Swan like last wrestled Elias Sampson, I think it was March. Uh huh. I think March was, was Rich's last match. So hmm. but and now Elias Sampson, it's unrelated, but Elias Sampson is dealing with a fractured ankle. It's very unfortunate, and I really, um, I really hope Rich Swan could like get his shoulder good yeah. enough to work the Cruiserweight Classic, because mm-hmm. that should be good.
1: But uh, I, I agree. I mean, Swan is very talented. We've seen a lot of him, um, and hopefully, it doesn't keep him out of this because that Cruiserweight Classic is going to be something amazing to watch yeah. unfold.
0: Uh Pro Wrestling Tees announced that they've partnered with Impact Wrestling to now sell TNA shirts. Um as of now it's just TNA, a bunch of TNA logo shirts. So I don't know if they're going to eventually start selling like Superstar and Knockout or TNA, what do they call, TNA what? Knockouts? No, well TNA Knockouts and then TNA
1: superstars wrestlers yeah, they're
0: not superstars though wrestlers tna wrestlers i don't know if they're going to start selling their shirts there um but but, but hey kudos to uh our friends over at pro
1: wrestling Tees for uh this deal with yeah, tech uh, wrestling
0: i still think uh stone cold steve austin is their biggest signing to date i um, agree with you but I as, think as far as as far as wrestling put them up there yeah as far as wrestling companies go uh, i mean to us as far as wrestling companies go <laughs> There's, uh, I mean, you got New Japan Pro Wrestling there, yeah. and now Impact Wrestling.
1: Uh, so Pro Wrestling Tees is where it's at. Go check them out for all of your. Uh, see if your favorite wrestler's up there, and if they aren't, go find a no, new favorite wrestler and see, buy whatever they have.
0: Yeah, see if your favorite wrestler's on there. Go to Pro dot com slash Mark and Out and purchase a t shirt. See if you yeah uh,
1: support your favorite pro wrestler by doing that.
0: Yeah. And uh, I guess yeah. like, Now, now for the the most wrestling story.
1: Yeah, the most uh, <laughs> out there story. Well, I mean, like coming... this,
0: like this is what people think of wrestling when they yeah. like, when you hear the term wrestling. This is exactly I feel like this is got to be like the first thought that pops into somebody's head or one now, of the first. Yeah, this
1: this is straight out of Ring, Ringgold, straight Georgia. Out of, straight out of Compton, Ringgold, Georgia. Uh, at a wrestling event, AWF. So there's this heel wrestler, Paul Lee, uh, and he was involved in a scuffle with his uh, opponent at the time,
0: and a woman. Well, a well, well, first, first, first of all, the guy Paul Lee had his opponent tied up in the ropes and was hitting him with a steel chair. Yes. This woman had a knife and attempted to cut the guy free, and. Paul Lee said something like something heel yeah like about, sit, about her
1: teeth like sit your buck teeth da- buck tooth self down or something like that like a typical heel uh, would on the way to the ring or whatever
0: and she pulled a gun out on him
1: yeah Rassling. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like that like there's no other way to explain that
1: I, I maybe she watched one too many Brian Pillman. Uh, <laughs> Probably in Austin, but I yeah pulled a gun on him.
0: Like, how do you first of all? How do you go to an independent wrestling show and pull a gun on somebody? Like, I don't know. Like, that's like that's and like they, and that's they, like mark to the extreme.
1: And that's not. And they it's been reported that this fan has been at this AWF uh, wrestling promotion. More than one time, so she knows these, like she's seen these wrestlers in action before.
0: Like, is that a plant? Like, come on, is that like legit? I know that we got arrested, but this I'm has not.
1: to be a plant just to get us talking about it. Come on, this is the first time we're talking about AWF on the podcast. Yeah,
0: and I, yeah,
1: yeah. This has to, this had to have been a uh, plan. Come on.
0: That's like, that, I, the, I can't believe that. Yeah. That it's is, I mean,
1: we should really have like a vault. Where we could lock away some of these outside the renews, that is just unbelievable. That would be going right in there. That's it's just
0: it's wrestling. That's like yeah. this, like oh, right, yes, th- like this. Like this is a scenario that would happen on that South Park episode where they made fun of pro <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All it's right, like, so- you don't know, you talk me. A- but to woman screw you here there, yeah. take this and she rips out a gun and points it at the and person and everyone's just like barking kafin right on the spot Whoa. which which luckily nobody got hurt and the guy yes. was, the guy yes. was able That's to the- dad please the guy was able to like wrestle it from her and 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 hold her till the cops got there how
1: i was about to say how did nobody get this on camera but come on <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, this is like, know, come, come on, as really? What? Like, who's that, AWF? Is that what you're saying? Or? Yeah, this is like, come I, on. I, if, if, if this is on camera, I would love to see that.
1: <laughs> Send it to America's Funniest Home Videos. Wow, Jeez. really?
0: America's Funniest Home Videos?
1: Nah, I don't know. Send it to us at Ad, Uh What is it? Mark Mark out one one Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get to some more independence and talk about some indie results. Um, on the 4th of June, Ace, Mercury Rising 2016, and Wallington, New Jersey, you had the Ace Fight for Flight title five-way match. Mike Donovan, the champion, successfully defeated Aaron Bradley, Dave Davis, Frankie Flo Jr., and Kenny Bengal.
0: Yeah, Jesse Vane picked up the victory against Anthony Gangon. He- Ace Diamond title was on the line as Jamal Jackson
1: successfully defeated Mike Orlando.
0: The Ace Tag Team Championships were on the line. Hollywood Enterprises, Absolute Alvin, and William Wyatt, the current champions, picked up the victory against Adam Payne and the Patriot only by disqualification.
1: Now, with the Patriot, we've seen the Patriot live before. Is it the Patriot or is it just I, someone? I don't know. When we saw him, was it even the Patriot? I don't, you'd have to ask Silva. Who is it? Dawkins? <laughs> I, Del, don't, I don't know. Del, Del Wilkes? Del Wilkes? Something like that. I'm
0: not, I'm not positive as to who it was. Yeah, Del Wilkes,
1: I think. Uh, the Ace Heavyweight title was on the line in a final uh, tournament final four way match. TJ Marconi picked up the victory over Apollyon Stockade and Vince Steele to become the new Ace Heavyweight champion. So, congratulations to TJ Marconi.
0: Yeah. On uh, also the, the 4th of June, Northeast Wrestling. Wrestling under the stars in Hickory, North Carolina, happened. Took place a few of the matches. Caleb Conley picked up the victory against Ian Payne.
1: Savannah so Evans picked up the victory over Amy Love.
0: Cedric Alexander picked up the victory against Harlem Bravado and Zane Riley.
1: Brad Edge, who picked up the victory over Jake Manning. Trevor Lee
0: defeated Andrew oh, boo! What? I thought you were going to go with the picked up the victory.
1: I thought we were trying to see how many times we could see it through.
0: Well, Bam Roasted. Yeah, thanks. Trevor Lee defeated Andrew Everett. I thought it was getting too repetitive, so it's true. <laughs> right. you.
1: Matt Hardy defeated TK Ryan by DQ. Yeah,
0: and then uh, the Hardy Boys teamed up to, I guess this went right into the match, uh, they actually picked up a victory against TK O'Rion and Vinny Marseglia. Yeah. Also I guess four- that was that was that was supposed to be Vinny Marseglia versus Jeff Hardy, or was that.
1: I, uh, yes, I believe. Um, yes, it was Vinny Marseglia versus Jeff Hardy. So something probably happened there which caused it to be the tag team. Obviously. Um ECWA raising the bar five taking place on the fourth in Woodbury Heights, New York. Uh you had the ECWA woman's title online, Deanna Perrazzo successfully defended against Vanity. She's literally everywhere. Deanna
0: Perazzo is everywhere.
1: Hey, you gotta tip the cap to her because she's really putting her name on the map
0: this past year. I liked um she was she's now doing a a, a segment on the Taz show. Her and somebody else, I forget who. Um I I wish I wish I remembered, but I think she was Nail? what?
1: Male wrestler or female? No,
0: it's a female. It's like a I I want to say it's Veda Scott. I'm not sure though. Okay, I'm not positive. But uh, Diana Perrazzo was saying that she hopes to have I think 100 matches this year. That's so I'm she's like I mean there's it's very doable. Yeah, but I I really like the fact that she has a goal. Like she set a goal for as to how many matches. She wants, and she's going out there. She's competing in WWE. She's competing in TNA. She's competing in ROH. She's competing in Ringgold, Georgia. Yeah. I mean, she's going all over the place, so kudos. Was that really, did she compete on that? I don't know. Probably not. (laughs) The ECWA Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Championship was on the line where uh, champion Azriel picked up the victory against Chris Wilde.
1: The ECWA Unified Tag Team title was on the line with the special referee, Bobby Shields. The Sons of Brooklyn successfully defeated Team PCA to become the new tag team uh, champions. Sons of Brooklyn being Mike Vernon and Talon. So, congratulations.
0: And in the main event, the ECWA Unified Heavyweight Championship match went to a time-limit draw between the champion Sean Carr, and Greek god Papadon. Yeah, so I'm sure
1: Papadon will – this is not going to be the last time you see Papadon in that title hunt because knowing Papadon and seeing him wrestle so many times, I think the two of us can agree that he has not given up on that hunt and he will still strive to be that champion.
0: Yeah, Uh, Uh, taking place on June 5th. You had Game Changer Wrestling, Zandig's Tournament of Survival in Howell, New Jersey. This was uh, Zandig's big return to wrestling. Yeah, of uh, CZW fame. Uh, You had the Tournament of Survival first round match was a no-ropes barbed wire match between Masada, who picked up the victory, and Bryant Woods. Yeah, you also had first round
1: 1,000 tax match. Scott Summers picked up the victory over Joker.
0: And also, a first round match, a fans bring the weapons match. Viking defeated John Wayne Murdoch. Another first round match, a light tube log cabin match. Danny Havoc picked up the victory over Marcus Crane. Yeah. A semi final match, a glass, a panes of glass match. Zandig picked up the victory against Masada. And another Paints of Glass and Beds of Nails match. Danny Havoc picked up a victory over Viking. And then there was a death match. Oh, yes. Everyone's been talking about this one. Well, let's we'll save that for last. Uh, okay. <laughs> Tournament of Survival final was a 666 Light Tubes four way match between Danny Havoc, uh, who picked up the victory against Bryant Woods, John Wayne Murdoch, and Marcus Crane. Uh, yeah, the match. Uh, I give props to all these wrestlers on the card. Yeah, I, I would. I I, I don't even like changing light bulbs. I. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I really I don't like. I've been hurt by doing that before. So, <laughs> like, you never know when a light bulb's gonna like just break in your hand.
1: No, be careful. Uh, now
0: on to that death match.
1: John Zandig made his return to wrestling as he picked up a victory over the bad boy Joey Janella. Um, it looked like it was a brutal match, the spot that everyone is talking about. Even ESPN is
0: talking about it. And, and uh, I guess Fox Sports is too, right? But it's
1: Yeah, Zandeg and Joey Janela were battling on the top of the roof. And a spot very similar to what Zandag has been uh, known for from one of the first CZW
0: events. Yeah, with sick Nick Mondo.
1: Yeah, and Z- Zandag just lifted up Janela. Underneath them below was a truck bed with a panel of glass. And it looked like I think uh, there were
0: light tubes and it was on light, fire too, right?
1: Yeah, there was a light tube, maybe uh, something caught on fire. Just something, just insane. Um, Zandag lifted up Joey Janela and on their way down, jumped, leaped, le- leaped off of the top of the building, threw the pins of glass in the fire, just knocking both of them out. Zandeg was able to pick the victory, somehow rolled himself over onto Janela and defeated him.
0: I don't know how either of them didn't blow their legs out. Like, I don't know. Dude,
1: Zandeg like, Zandig goes down like his legs were straight straight yeah
0: i that i did not i that was my i thought for sure his ankle was gonna break if once he landed it's funny when this happened i saw the clip like all of a sudden was going around the internet yeah and i like i didn't at at that point (laughs) i didn't realize what the match was and i looked and i was like wait a minute is (laughs) is that joey janella (laughs) and then like later found out that yes it was joey janella like, I,
1: I only knew because I was promoting it. Like, I was tossing it
0: out on Twitter and everything. But
1: even still, I was not expecting a spot like this. Je, like,
0: that is... And luckily, both of them are mostly yeah. all right.
1: Yeah. Uh, Janela, from what it seems... What, from what we've seen, and Beyond Wrestling reported on Twitter, that he uh, he sliced a tendon in his hand. Uh, he underwent successful surgery. And hopefully, uh, we, we're sending him a speedy recovery... We're wishing him the best. And uh, to all these wrestlers that competed that had to get – that were banged up from all this, we hope all of them have a speedy recovery. And uh, yeah, that's – this is just too much for me to uh, comprehend, you know? I feel like you could see some of this stuff and be like, okay, I could watch this and this. But then you start watching too much and it's just like I – you have to look away. It's like watching a car crash take place.
0: Yeah, it's – it's extreme. Yeah.
1: It's like one of the – it's like that scene from – you ever see 28 Days Later where, where they have the – have you? Yeah. Where they have the monkey tied up in the chair watching all of these horrific events taking place around the world. And I feel like it's something like that where you would tie up someone – like it would be tortured to watch all of this because it's so emotionally uh, – I don't know. Um it's just a lot to take in, or at least for me, it's just too wild for me.
0: Um, would you agree? It is. It is a crazy, crazy match. Yeah, it's
1: definitely uh, for a specific type of fan. So,
0: moving on from Game Changer Wrestling uh, onto the fifth of June as well, Create a Pro in Hicksville, Long Island, New York. A new champion was crowned. Uh, Former champion Max Caster lost the title to Mario Bokura.
1: Yes. Congratulations to Mario.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Also another champion from this past week. Uh, Migs successfully, uh, successfully captured the ECPW Aggression Championship this past week. So congratulations to Migs as well.
0: Yeah. And also on the seventh of June, New Japan Pro Wrestling in Sendai, Japan, uh, we saw the finals of the Best of the Super Junior Twenty Three Match Tournament. Um, Will Osprey picked up the victory against uh, Taguchi. Yeah. Um.
1: This. I feel like this entire tournament hasn't been spoken about enough. has like it? A- yeah, I feel like I haven't been seeing that much of it.
0: I think the only thing we saw was Ricochet versus Willow um, Spree. Yeah, and then the fact that Willow Spree won.
1: Yeah. So, but in general, I'm sure all these matches must have been fantastic. Um, yeah. Let's get on to some upcoming wrestling events taking place on the 17th of June. Hog and Beyond Wrestling. We'll be putting on a co-op show in Jamaica,
0: New York. Chuck O'Neill <laughs> taking on Matt Riddle. I thought you were about to sing uh, "Welcome to Jamrock." <laughs> it sounded like you were about to say that when you said Jamaica, New. Uh, also taking place, the Hit Squad will be taking on Private Party. You're gonna have Jordan Grace taking on Sonya Strong, and uh, Two Click, Josh Glide, and TJ Marconi will be taking on Team Tremendous the New York Wrecking Crew, and the Super Savages.
1: Uh, Teacher Marconi is another one that's been getting around these days. Yeah. Uh, Getting his name out there. Uh, The 17th of June, Shine Wrestling 35 in Arbor City, Florida. Luscious, Latasha and Maria Maria taking on
0: Rio Riley and Viper. Chelsea Green will be taking on Kellyanne. Rachel Ellerine taking on Tessa Blanchard. Kaylee Ray will be taking on
1: Sue Young. Nicole Matthews taking on Saraya Knight.
0: For the Shine Tag Team Championships, you're going to be seeing BTY. That's Jamie Jameson and Marty Bell, current champions, taking on Evie and Shaza McKenzie.
1: You're going to have the TNA
0: Women's Knockout title
1: on the line. Mia Yim taking on Santana. So... Very interesting there to see a TNA championship defended right now, yeah. especially because it's not her rest her TNA persona Mia Yim. So yeah, that's true. Not Jade. Uh, the unless sh- unless this is just how wherever you got it from, this is how they have her listed. Yeah, and in fact, really. she's announced as Jade.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the Shimmer Championship will be on the line as well. The champion Madison Eagles will be taking on Allison K. I'm still surprised Madison
1: Eagles has never been signed to WWE. She's been spoken about for the past – well, really, since Del Rey has been uh, – was uh, top on the scene. She was around back then and she was really making a name for herself. And she was never – I don't know if she's ever gotten a look by WWE, but she should. Uh, shine title on the line. Taylor made defending her, ty- uh, her championship against Kelly Sl- uh, Skater. Yeah. Um, If you want to see some of the upcoming and some of the best female talent, uh, female wrestlers on the independent scene today, go check out Shine Wrestling. Um, And go check out Shimmer as well. And also go check out uh, the Women of Wrestling. the Women women of Honor? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Women of Honor. That's ROH's new venture?
1: Yeah. So go check them out because there's a lot of talent out there, especially if you're not a fan of… The, what the Divas are putting on, don't give up on women's wrestling because there are wrestlers out there putting on amazing
0: stuff. So and go support them. And that's why I say like NXT is just completely different because they bring in people that, that aren't contracted to WWE. But like, yeah. Like Mia Yim.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at Shine, too. Like, I mean, Soraya Knight. Right, month- exactly. Biggest, she's, they brought her role for Evie. Uh, she's from New Zealand. She was getting a lot of talks. They brought her over Madison Eagles. I mean, there's so much more to be offered to a fan these days and fans should be taking advantage of this.
0: And I'm I'm really kind of surprised that with all the, uh, signings from tough enough that they didn't sign Chelsea green. I don't know. I don't know if they were going out there to like make, just like go out there and, and Get more.
1: You also don't know, maybe she was offered a contract and she turned it down to do yeah. some more independence. That's
0: possible as well.
1: I mean, there's still a lot that we don't really know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, something we do know, though, on the 18th of June, NYWC going the distance in Deer Park, New York. We're going to be seeing, going to go from the bottom up, General Romeo, Maxwell Jacob Feinstein, and Otto Von Knox taking on CJ, Rad Brad Benson, and Dan Barry. Yeah, the Beaver Boys will be in the house taking on the Hounds of Hatred. You're going to have the NYWC CZW Tag Team Championships on the line. As a uh, title for title match, Wallace and Wallace, NYWC Tag Team Champs taking on the hit squad ECW Tag Team Champions. So that's going to be ver- very interesting to see how that happens. CZW. And- yes.
0: I think you said ECW. Probably. And if you didn't, I don't know. Uh, Big O will be defending the Fusion Championship against Aiden Baal. Yeah, who's going to be stepping up?
1: I mean, maybe Baal's going to take this from Big O. Big O is definitely going to be tough competition competition to get through to get that Fusion Championship. So we're going to see that play out. Uh, NYWC Starlet Championship on the line. Willow Nightingale defending her championship against Chrissy Rivera. Sammy Pickle is going to be special guest referee. Willow Nightingale has been champion for quite some time now. Yeah. And Sammy Pickles, I still question if she's uh, injured or not. She's been a special guest referee
0: for a very long time now. Yeah, I don't know. Nah. Yeah. It, it is nice
1: to see female referees out there, though.
0: Yeah. I did like when WWE used to do that. They, they Very rarely, but... I don't recall. Um, Jacqueline used to be a referee. I, I think yeah. I...
1: Okay. I think I remember a little bit. Yeah. Okay.
0: And uh, for the main event of the evening, the NYWC Championship will be on the line. Um, The champion, Stockade, will be defending the title against JT Kaysen. This is months in the making. Uh, And finally, they just needed to add a uh, a guest referee to this. Yeah,
1: and that's where uh, the legendary... And NYWC Hall of Famer Mikey Whipwreck comes in.
0: Yeah, Mikey Whipwreck's going to be guest referee in this match. Call it down the line. He has ties to... Both. Yeah. Uh,
1: Both men he's been uh, associated with uh, at separate occasions. But I feel like JT Kaysen, as much as we have been uh, Reckless and Wasted fans, I can't see him defeating Stockade with Mikey Whipwreck. I don't trust Mikey Woodbrecht as a referee. Yeah, I mean, we've seen... How could anybody forget that heel turn of Woodbrecht to align himself with stock, uh, Stockade? Um, it's
0: it's going to be tough for JT Kaysen, but we got faith that he could do it. Yeah, so check it out, mywcwrestling.com for tickets and information. Yeah. Dave, Shameless Plugs.
1: Shameless Plugs. Thank you very much to the following people for promoting us in the week of professional wrestling. Go follow John at Mr. John Faust. Also, go follow Montreal Broski at MTL Broski. Don't forget to go check out First Thing in the Morning. You can go check that out on YouTube. That is YouTube.com slash First Thing in the Morning. And on Twitter, just hashtag FTBroski. I-T-M. yeah, and go support Eric. Um, also, some another YouTube show to check out on your Mark show. You should go check that out. It is featuring the champion that you should all know. He is the undefeated backyard wrestling entertainment champion for the past fifteen years, Mark. E.
0: Extreme. It's funny. I didn't think. I didn't. I was like back and forth in my head. Like, is he gonna do (laughs) that or is he not? Yeah. So Mark E. Extreme.
1: Uh, they just released an interview where it was him interviewing. Uh, Joey Ryan. His old
0: tag team partner.
1: Yes, his old tag team partner. But they also had the debut episode of Left, Left, Right, Right. They uh. Mark E Extreme and Skeeter Skyflyer sit down and they play WWE 2K16. John Cena taking on Mark E Extreme, <laughs> and it is hilarious. It is amazing, and it is only episode one. So we look forward to the future episodes. And, and now you should all get on that computer and go follow on your Mark Show. You can go check them out on Twitter at on your uh, O Y M Show. Facebook, Facebook.com slash On Your Mark Show. And they have Instagram at OYM Show and so much more. Go support uh, Mark E Extreme and Skeeter Skyflyer. Funny, great stuff over there. And Brandon, do you have any uh, shout-outs?
0: A friend of mine said the other day that Barack Obama was president. I said, I can't believe this. Brandon's got shout-outs. Shout shout-out goes to WWE Swerved. Uh, the second season's here. Uh, I mean, it kind of feels more like impractical jokers, even stealing some of their materials, but uh, their material, but uh, more more so than Punked, like the last season, the first season did. But it's still funny. <laughs> it's really funny. Hey, in some bits. I
1: I look forward to uh, checking out a few episodes at some point down the line yeah um well, all right so any uh specific one that stands out to you
0: um well first of all i can't believe they got vince mcmahon to do it they they got him to like prank the workers or whatever uh-huh got him in uh in some makeup and stuff but it's like yeah, if you work for wwe how the heck did you not realize you probably you man? probably knew and you're like you know i'll i'll well, I'll play along. No, I, the guy says, like, he realized it was Vince, like, after something or whatever. I don't remember. But, mm. but yeah, so check out Swerved on the WWE Network. Also, coming from the WWE Network is my second shout-out, going to Breaking Ground Reloaded, which was a special hour-long um, episode, like, like a catch-up of Breaking mm-hmm. Ground. So it was cool. I just, I hope there was, a, I thought it was a second season. Breaking
1: Ground. Now, is this the... No, this is the NXT show. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, for some reason, I thought it was that uh, Seth Rollins documentary that they aired. Yeah, no. That's, okay. that's
0: Seth Rollins, the... 12, what is it? WWE 24 or whatever? Yeah. That's the same thing they aired on Monday Night Raw. Just cut, super cut down. Gotcha. But it was cool. The the Breaking Ground stuff covered everything from WrestleMania till current day, I guess. Or it basically showed like from the, where we left off to WrestleMania. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know where William Shatner went. He was no longer the narrator. All right. But it was cool to relive and rewatch Zack Ryder win the Intercontinental Championship. hmm Of course. And uh, last up goes to The End, the theme song that they used during the uh, NXT TakeOver event, which I believe was first used for Armageddon 2000. Um, Also used for a few other Armageddon pay-per-views. Also, I think Survivor Series in the early 2000s. But it's such a good song, so I popped for that. Yeah. I liked it. But those are my shout-outs. Now it's time to move on to... Our. Our... Do you have one? Do I
1: have one? Um do I have one?
0: <laughs> Cuz I'm going to go right about right. I guess you don't have one. I'm going with the fact that Teddy Long popped up on Raw. Really? I marked out for that. Yeah. And then uh secondly, right. not, I marked out the with Paul Ellering too. Yeah. So
1: I, I did mark out for Nakamura's entrance, of course. Um, I marked out for something earlier, but it wasn't anything like... It was because... Oh, why? Someone used like an insider term, like either in a song or something, where they said... Oh, my mark-out moment. It was during a Miranda Lambert song where she said, trying to keep face, and I thought pro-wrestling right away. With keeping face.
0: Definitely not what was meant in the song though.
1: Yeah, no, definitely not at all, but that's where my mind went. I don't know. Maybe that is
0: what Definitely was meant. not what we You Don't meant. think? I definitely don't think so. I yeah. think it's the keeping looking good. Like keeping face is like a phrase that like, oh, you gotta like show up to these things. I think I, so, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think I don't think that's a wrestling title Mama in like Mama's broken heart. Google keeping face. You got it like this. I don't think that's a wrestling thing.
1: Let's see. Yeah, here. Where you get a grip and bite your lip just to save a little face. Let's see. Save a little face. Uh, let's see. Saving face. Let's make sure I could read this on the air first before I read it. <laughs> Abraham <'Cause> Lincoln.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Unbelievable.
1: Let's see. It's, uh,. Okay, so Saving Face. The concept is a core social value in Asian cultures, among others. The meaning has remained stable across time. Saving Face signifies a desire or defines a strategy to avoid humiliation or embarrassment, to maintain dignity, or preserve reputation. I told you. You know? All right.
0: well, roasted.
1: It just yeah. to show
0: how big of a mark you
1: are. I'm, dude, I'm not a mark. Yeah, okay. <laughs> What else were we going to talk about on this show? The Marking there-
0: Out Championship.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: Which was originally won by... Fu- was it Fujinami? Yeah. And now I believe uh, Big Cass is the current champion. You you pinned me.
1: Yes. Big Cass is the champion. But Fujinami... Fujinami. Did- yeah. He did have a few good matches, though. Yeah. I mean, he defended it like three times, I think. Successfully. I think twice. Yeah, but still, that's better than usual. Okay. <laughs> um, X Men. We could want to discuss X Men. Yeah, we done.
0: Yeah, there's not much left to say. X Men was a good movie. Dave saw it. Go see it. Check Dude. it out. That was our show this week. Thanks for tuning in to episode two seventy nine. Check us out. Markingout dot iTunes, Stitcher, Radio, Google Play. Marking out. Com. I already said that. ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkinOut.
1: YouTube.com slash
0: Facebook. No, oops. Facebook.com <laughs> slash MarkinOut. YouTube.com slash MarkinOut11. If you got any music for us that you would like to be played on the show, any comedy clips, anything, email us. Feel free. MarkinOut1 at gmail.com. Uh, well, that's about it. And we, be- we wish... GTTG 161 on Twitter, Dave the Rave underscore M O at Marking Out. And we would. No go ahead. Go ahead. And we
1: wish we you wish you the, the best, best luck in your, your future career. endeavors. Have a fantastic week.